Hello everyone and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. This week, last week we had no idea what the show was even going to be about, but we pulled one together for you and I think it's one that's going to be very exciting. We're joined this week by A Stage Reborn, a couple of members that work on it. You guys may remember we talked about I Want to Be Your Canary quite some episodes ago. And well, we're going to be interviewing them. Slimey are going to be interviewing them. So I'm one of your hosts, Michael, Mr. Happy Pobromo. Of course, joining me, as I just said, Sly, aka Sly the Fox, aka Sly, aka Gray Fox, aka you, my boy Blue. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I was kind of worried because at, near the end of last week, we had absolutely nothing and then i get the well it wasn't um, near the end it was like as soon as tuesday hit by thursday i as soon as the opportunity arose i pounced on on this as as a as a show idea i was like no yeah that's uh, as soon as uh, yeah yes yes please please say yes they said yes okay thank goodness we've been meaning to do this for a while anyway we wanted to do it back when i want to be your canary came on but you guys were doing all the other ones and so we were like, you know what? We'll wait for the next production, or we'll wait till another opportunity arises. And that opportunity has arisen. But we also have to introduce our guests, of course, Sly. We have to do it. So we are joined by two members. I'll allow them to fully introduce themselves and how they work on A Stage Reborn. We have Wanderer Sabaku, and I am absolutely probably going to butcher your name. I'm going to I'm gonna give it a shot. Zanava Katani. Is that right? Is that close? It's really close. It's Zaynava. I see. I didn't know if I needed the the oomph. On Why? This. Yeah. Why? Like you can was... just call me Zay. It's fine. Zay. No, as long as I know it's Zaynava. I mean, Zay's actually. Zay's a cool nickname to have, actually. I'm jealous Thank of you. that nickname, at the very least. How are you guys doing? We are doing great. It's been, uh, it's been a busy year. It's been uh, for for real life stuff, for stage reborn stuff. Um, but it's it's a good one, and we're looking forward to the summer and uh, Stormblood coming up, too. Definitely. We have a lot of really exciting stuff coming up that I'm very thrilled to be working on. Awesome, awesome. Sorry, I'm just giving a mod status over to Skline so people know he's an, he's a, an authority and can speak for a stage reborn. Something we definitely should have done before the show itself actually started. Yeah. All right. So um, why don't you tell everybody uh, who you are individually, what your roles are in a stage reborn, so uh, they can get some sort of understanding of who you are. Sure. So... Um... I'm Wander Sabaku. Uh, I am the the creator of A Stage Reborn. Um, some of you know A Stage Reborn runs kind of like a nonprofit. Uh, we have a board of directors. I chair the board as well. Uh, so I do a lot of leadership uh, leadership decisions. I do a lot of you know piecing together some of the content. Uh, but I also have a wonderful board that supports me. Does a lot of work uh, strategizing with us. Uh, that which Zay is on, and I'll go ahead and let her introduce herself. I'm Zaynava, or just Zay. Um, I'm also on that board that Saba was talking about. Uh, get to do some decision-making, voting on stuff, and really the part that I love doing is actually acting in the stuff. And I have the opportunity now to not only act in, but co-direct with my best friend, Rail, also on the board, uh, Rail Kyber. We're going to be working on The Worker. Uh, yes, that's something that we'll be uh, getting into a little bit later. Sly, I want to just let everyone know before we start. Sly added like an entire script on top of the script we already had. So I know <laughs> I'm going to be. It was li- only a few questions, but they were very big questions. Sly's going to be handling a lot of the question asking today. But I mean, that's to be fair. When we talked about I want to be your canary, Sly, you kept asking me questions as if I knew. It's like, how do you think they did this? How do you think they did I was just like, Sly, I don't know. I'm not. The- <laughs> I'm not the- <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Oh man. Now we can ask the 
ask the question. We'll so go, we'll go right ahead. Start asking. Um, so before we get into the actual productions and everything, uh, you know we have Stormblood coming up in less than 60 days. Um, anything you guys are excited about, um, maybe just in-game or production-wise? Well, uh, first and foremost, this is probably the one of the forefront ticket items of the expansion, at least for our organization, is that they're doubling the furniture capacity. Um, the uh, <laughs> oh, man. they're um, I mean, for for those who've come to our plots in game on Diabolus and they ask, um, like when we built the Canary set, that that set was flat out two hundred pieces easily. Um, the stages and things we built, we use so many items to make what we do. We use all like we use lights floated behind partitions to make ambient lighting. Um, so the fact that it's straight up doubling in Stormblood that is going to allow us to do some insane things for the future shows. Um, that's probably, you know, as far as the stage reborn goes, one of the most exciting things for the expansion is that you're going to see, um, you know, everything that comes up in our future shows this year, you're going to see some very innovative stuff with housing. I'm uh, definitely going to have to second that. I mean, with being able to have 400 items in a mansion, we could easily have multiple sets in one location that we can just go to to practice whenever we want. We don't have to worry about like tearing one down if we want to try and do something else. It just gives us a lot more flexibility. Oh my goodness. I don't want to imagine the nightmare your interior designers have to <laughs> go through when it comes to setting up the stage. Uh, you actually gave me a few screenshots before the show started. So since you're talking about the old stage for I Want to Be Your Canary, I think now might be a good time for us to show that because I was I was blown away by this this I was blown away by a lot of things I can't just say I was blown away by the one but the stage like I didn't really know how it was going to be used when I saw it but when I saw all the components it I was I was like all right there are people so much more talented than me in this game <laughs> so many more talented people have put this together I don't even know how you guys figured this out but um this is the old set did you guys make a new set for I want to be your canary yeah um so it's 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 public news it's recent news uh we had so much support and requests after um after canary closed from 2016 that we kind of were like hey should we actually do canary again and we all decided that yeah we should definitely i mean you know it's it, it was such a significant show for us for the community so we're just like let's do it again and with stormblood coming up with all the you know new furniture we'll probably be getting um, the expansion and inventory stuff. We uh, we revamped the set, and uh, you know we we didn't just want to rebuild the set. And so I've I've been doing a lot of the furniture design set design myself. So when I get in there, you know, it, we make we make it our prerogative to really push the what the developers give us. So you know we look at when people build things and houses where like, okay, you know, people are usually looking at four walls. What if we change around the walls and like put things at an angle? Why not use the stairs as part of a set? Can we do that? Um, and so that's what we're tinkering with now, as you can see in the, uh, the, the new Canary set. All right. Well, with that, we talked about expanding the interior. There's something else I want to know that's more about the location. Are you guys getting a stage in Shiragane? any chance is there a plan for that or is that undisclosed because you don't want people grabbing all the plots 
Um, well, I mean, a lot of players know that we we basically all live in the eighth ward of beds on Diabolos. We uh, it's I think forty percent of the properties on that map are a stage born. Uh, or related properties. Um, and our our whole idea is that we want one singular location in game where if players are like, you know, I'm tired of the grind or I'm waiting for new content to come out, you know, I want a different reason to stay subscribed to the game. Let's go see something creative. Let's do something fun. Let's go to an event. You know, you basically have like a, a, almost like a theme park to go to. And um, so while we're not immediately looking at getting a uh, house in the new place, uh, we are, I mean, if there's enough demand, if there's a, you know, I don't know if they've thought about implementing different features in that kind of housing, probably not. But um, if there is a reason and a demand for us to go there, we'll go there. Works for me. Yeah, and that, that kind of led me so another question not um with uh moving with a um with a troop or a theater in Shiragane, do you have plans of doing any like far eastern centric uh productions or anything that's a good question that uh that is a good question and um i mean we do have i know zay can talk a little bit about a stormblood related project that uh she started uh, earlier this year, and we're we're waiting until Stormblood is released so we can take advantage and see you know what the areas give us as far as background graphics. Um, but uh, we do like doing stuff that is tailored to the community that does have you know themes from the game, three themes from the Final Fantasy series. So that's something that we always consider when we're like you know what's the next content that we do. Would you like to comment on that, Zenava? Yeah. I'm gonna stick with Zay because I'm way better. I, I just try to say it too fast. Yeah, um, the the project that I'm working on when Stormblood comes out is because they were kind enough to give us Yuna's outfit because of the FanFest thing. Um, I'm gonna be making a sending video, like back in Final Fantasy X in Kilika when she was sending off the souls. Uh, I'm gonna try and replicate that dance in game. And I think one of the parts I'm the most excited about is I've actually crowdsourced the vocals to do a cover of the Hymn of the Faith from like people in my free company, people I know in real life. And I'm really excited to try and do something like that because it's nothing that we as a stage reborn have tried to do before. Good thing you don't have me crowdsourcing that because you don't want to hear my <laughs> version of Hymn of the Faith. It's, it's not pleasant at all. Uh, but yeah, the reason that I was waiting until Stormblood to do that is because I know there's going to be a lot of like watery type zones. Um, and Sabaku did, used a really interesting technique of making an in-game green screen with or green screen with the. I'm probably going to butcher how you say this, but Churgen's curtain. I think I remember. I've seen. I think I saw a few people do that. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try and use a carpet and see if I can kind of piece those together in an interesting way with a new water zone and just kind of like dancing in my bedroom on a green carpet. There you go. I think it could work. Well, thank you. That's, that's the hope. Please look forward to it. Please. Hi. hi. Yeah. Good. Sly. Never miss a beat. Never miss a beat. Never. As I want you to take, want you to take over for a little bit. All right, so we, we talked a little bit about Stormblood. Now let's get into the nitty-gritty, which is a stage reborn itself. Um, 
we I remember when you invited uh, Mike and I to um, I want to be your canary. That's so cool. Um, yeah, it's I've I watched went, I've watched it again on YouTube a few times since. Yeah, I, I went I went at least two or three times and then watched it on YouTube like umpteen times. Uh, had had the troop been doing any productions before that? Well, um, beforehand, it, that was our first like theatrical production beforehand for over a year or so we had been hosting a lot of just various in-game events uh we did a lot of talent shows because our idea was to you know starting off with this idea it was like i cannot i probably can't get a team of people to do theater like you know i would try and i'm sure if i held auditions nobody would be interested in so what i did to kind of ease the community into that concept was you know using, um, I know student helped out a lot with this in the beginning and continuing through, we pool together giant prize pools. And because I mean, when we're just like first plot, first prize basically gets like 30 million gil worth of items. Everyone's like, oh, I'm going to go to that no matter what. Um, but you get there and it's like, you know, hey, do a skit in game. We'll teach you how to put together macros. We'll teach you, you know, we'll take acting theory and translate it you know, through video games as a parallel and teach you how to do that and then do something in game related to that and then get up on stage and do it. Chances are you're going to get something out of it. And a lot of players started, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, people pointed out, they're like, oh, you're just, you know, they're just going to your events for the prizes. And it's like, yeah, at first you got to get them in somehow. But the audience grew and grew. The participants continued to grow and people started coming for doing in game acting. And once we hit a point where enough people were interested in it, I was just like, hey, I think it's time we do a production. Let's really push and, you know, take it to the next level. All right. I, <laughs> that was, uh, that's actually crazy to think of. I never thought, like, that's, I just never think of these things. <laughs> I'm going to say that a lot this episode. I just never think of these things. Like these are all things that focused on other content. That's why. Yeah. But it's, I always, I have an appreciation for it because like, I'm not creatively gifted. <laughs> I'd say not very creatively gifted at the very least. So when people come up with these, how did you get to it from A to B? It's great. We don't have those kind of fun things on Gogamesh either. You know what? I, the most you'll see is like, you'll walk up to somebody's house and there'll just be two naked like people just outside they're not even like talking or anything they're just there that's that's not the end in of public our... chats anyway no, not in the public chats maybe in, maybe in a link shell or something i don't know it's just i'm i feel dumb when i <laughs> it's like this. uh i mean yeah we were talking about i want to be your canary i w i went into the crowd that day and i was like i i, I couldn't believe there's actually one scene in particular that like when i saw it i was like <laughs> whoa I was wondering, because the whole thing is, how are they going to do this? How are, I, I got to know how accurate this is going to be. Uh, I actually want to pull that up on screen. It's the, it's the scene with the Vivi being chased around. And this is my favorite scene. <laughs> oh, this is your favorite scene too? Yeah. It's just like, I, I, I don't even, like, that, that's, this was my actual reaction when I watched it. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, so I want to just play that, if, you, if you'll permit me. I just want to play that real quick. Yeah, yeah. For, uh, for everyone to see. I'm going to turn the audio up on that. Not sure exactly how loud it will be in comparison to the rest of the stream. Hopefully it doesn't blow everyone's eardrums out. Maybe you should audio check that. See, this is what it's like when some when people without great production values have people with great production values on the show, like nervous about the production way more than I usually am. Oh, man. All right, so let's 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 see what we got.
The Lollafell's laughing also get me every time. That Ilbert sloppy face in the top right of the recommended videos is also fight. That's from your channel, by the way, that Ilbert face. That's oh, yeah. in the top right of the channel. I can't help but notice that where it actually is from. I, I love that scene so much. I, I don't I don't know any way. I was just how the hell? <laughs> Sly, Sly asked me, I'm gonna ask someone who actually asked, how the hell did that get choreographed? So um it all began when uh we literally we started off, we were like, we were just going to have one Vivi because in, in nine, when, uh, when Vivi interrupts the show, I mean, it's, it's in the middle of the play and he, you know, he runs up on stage because he has a, he, he sneaks in because his ticket was fake and he wants to see the show. And so, you know, he sneaks up on stage and then, you know, casts uh, fire and, uh, and, and we were just like, well, we do want to, you know, when we made the show, when I arranged it, we wanted to do the full production. And so I was like, well, where we, we got to have this in it. Like you cannot do Canary without Vivi. And uh, so we we're like, well, we can put it at the beginning or the end. And I was just like, I think it would make a really good show opener because it'll hook people. And it's also a good chance to show off that choreography. And so we started off just making them run around the theater for rehearsals, just being like practice chasing each other. I want you to use the balcony, the doors. I want you to keep an eye on each other, use targeting, make sure you're aware of where each person is so you can you know, make it really look like you're scrambling around like that. And um, so once they got used to the stage, used to moving their characters around in that space, um, we added in the macros and uh, the timing. And it was really wonderful that the developers put in that countdown timer because um, you notice at the, um, you know, when, when, when Vivi, they call out Vivi and he runs on stage and then multiplies, um, Baku starts going through all these emotes. And what I do is uh, those emotes are running while a countdown timer is counting down, which signals the Vivis to come onto the stage and do their meteor. And, um, but uh, originally we wanted just one Vivi, but we were like, you know, multiple VVs, especially, you know, no spoilers, but it has to do with nine. Um, it would be funny to have more than one VV and then have them use the VV minions. Can you really and... spoil a game that old at this point? <laughs> 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 I, I, I was like, wait, I started thinking back to the original. Like, was there two? No, there was only one. No, this original. Okay, I get it. <laughs> it's an original take on that scene in particular. Uh, sort of, in a sense, because like like yeah. you mentioned earlier, the way that scene actually plays out is how uh, you know mm -hmm. they kind of get you know found out in yeah. a sense. But uh, whereas this is like just I want to be your canary, but certain scenes from nine kind of mm -hmm. thrown in there as certain parts. Um, one, th uh, so it was brought up in chat, and it has to do with the choreography. So I know Sly has a bunch of questions. This is really where Sly like had a ton of extra questions that he added in. Um, Originally, I wasn't sure how you were going to do one of the other scenes where there's an actual fight without I, – I, I didn't know if you were going to have people run off stage or if you had something else. You guys had beds under the stage for people to use the doze oh, command God. to simulate death didn't you that, right that was amazing yeah uh, we did we we had I think it was a total of um, five or six double feather beds hidden under there and uh so you know we it if it's possible if if you can if you can do it we figured it out so you know we, we like to apply that kind of thing 
in game to uh, you know really really make it as close as you can to the real thing. Now you have a new option: the play dead emote. <laughs> Yeah, that almost that's... feels like cheating after having to mess with the beds for so long and like practice making sure I was laying in exactly the right one and like moving just enough to get there. Now I can just push one button and doze or like play dead. And you actually that's look dead, cheating. not like you're sleeping. Either. Yeah, and I, I think they created that with y'all in mind too. Oh, I certainly hope they did. I like to think that. <laughs> they also made sure that you had a few dollars in your wallet in order to, <laughs> in order to get it for everyone who needs to play a part of the uh, who needs to die, I guess, more specifically. Oh man. I was that I, that's one of my I don't know, everything, everything. Sly, ask a question before I go off onto tangent. On a tangent, yeah, yeah. sure. Um going to uh, going back to choreography, like everything was well timed. Everything was on point. Um, the emotes were on point. Everything was pretty much timed to a T. It must have taken a lot of a lot of practice. Um, I'm on PS4, and when I try to emote slash RP, it's clunky as hell. I can't do it, even though I have a keyboard. It like I had to go either through my emote um, menu or set it up on my hotbar. How do y'all set that up? How you make it to where the timing is perfect? I actually use a controller myself. I have for all of the acting that I've done. I have a really weird control no. scheme. Mm -hmm. I know, um, like, I, I use sometimes first person, sometimes third person. I'll use first person so that I can actually see, like, what angle I'm at. So I can, like, pick an object in the distance that I'm looking at. Um, and one of the things that I know people were confused about how we got it to be so, like, on point was my embracing with Ray. Yes. And uh, I, I loved that people thought that it was uh, people that, you know, weren't as familiar with the game thought that it was like a two person emote like some games have. But that honestly was just a really long time of him coming up to me randomly, like doesn't matter if we were at the free company house or whatever, <laughs> and just like trying to get me to embrace with him so that we could practice making sure that we knew like, okay, if I have him selected, I'll be at this point relative to the, the like circle around him. So really, it's just a lot of time put into it, a lot of standing in the room and running the same macros over and over and making a tiny tweak here or there to make sure the timing is on point. I just, it's like, it, have you ever seen like a movie where like a, like a martial arts master is meditating? I honestly, the Stormblood opening where a dude's meditating and she just attacks him and he blocks it on time. That's how I imagine this happening, but with hugging pretty that's much. That's pretty, yeah. That's <laughs> it's like, accurate. he's coming. <laughs> that's totally accurate. People in my free company could probably attest to seeing that happen in front of the house, like anytime he'd teleport in if I were still there. So I, you, like, I better hope you're not like eating a, like a burrito or something at the time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have to like quick flail, get to the right hot bar. <laughs> get a popcorn all over the keyboard and everything. And uh, another thing you mentioned was the positioning. How long did that take to get down? Because you really, like, like you said, you really have to be in the right position at the right moment. But it looked in any scene that looked like every position was calculated. How did you get that down? Well, Saba set up a lot of like the initial positioning thing. He did the blocking and pretty much just told us, okay, this is what, this is how the scene is going to look. And then it was just a matter of like paying attention to little cues. Um, for example, the stage has lines in it. It's a wooden stage. So I got to know very intimately the pattern of that so I knew I had to stand at like exactly this you know seam of the boards of the wood 
Um, or like I was saying, going in first person and just memorizing exactly what my view should be if I'm in the right place. And the other thing that I think that a lot of people don't realize is that micro adjustments are a big problem. It's almost better to be slightly in the wrong place and then not like try and tweak it and adjust it because it looks really weird. Like mm -hmm. your character is kind of like running in place. You want to pretty much just throw your character like a dart and then stick where you land and just get really good at, you know, not having to like mess with it or fiddle with it at all. So just a lot of adjustments uh, as is basically. Yeah. Um, there's Saba can probably explain this a little bit better than I can, but a lot of, movements that you see your character doing are more client side and it looks kind of silly when other people see it on their end like like i said like you're running in place sometimes so we have to be very careful with things like that yeah i i mean even with things like the vv scene you can kind of tell where like what it would probably look like on your end like as one of the people running around versus well how it looks to us like sometimes you'd like cut corners a certain way and well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally understand what you mean when you're saying that. Another thing, another thing that came to mind when I was watching this play, and it's the true end game, glamour. Like being able to, you know, get the glamour as close to um, what they wore in I Want to Be Your Canary in Nine. Um, it must have taken a lot because you're working with a limit in, in terms of 14, a limited set. Uh, how did you guys plan for what to wear and trying to get it as close to the actual play as possible? So this was, um, a lot of it was feedback and a lot of it was me sitting at the market board on various alternate characters, right click, try on, right click, try on, right click, try on. Um, and then, you know, just, just figuring out what pieces closest resembled them and then figuring out, you know, buying all the dye and figuring out what colors closely matched. Um, then from there, we, I would uh, get those pieces uh, and store them on a retainer unbound so I could you know, trade them to people as they were cast. Um, there were some things like the white mage robe where it was just like, that's the piece we have to get. So um, like with Zay, uh, she had to level white mage to, to obtain and equip that. And that was horrible. But, uh, but I mean, that's something that we do, you know, and uh, and like with uh, the King Leo character. I literally created that character from scratch, leveled up Paladin to 60 and, and geared it purely for that role. And uh, so, you know, it's, um, but the other thing too is we'd get somebody equipped in the gear and then I would randomly get a tell every now and then from the, the cast member being like, you know, hey, I looked at this gloves instead of these gloves. I think Zay, it was with yours or maybe it was the shoes. But, um, and you'd be like, you know, can you look at this item compared to the one that I'm currently wearing? And then we, you know, look at that, look at the reference photos from Final Fantasy IX and be like, oh, is this a closer match? Is this something, you know, is this really going to be noticeable? Is it going to be a little too much effort to get? Or is this something we can swap out? And so, you know, that's the kind of effort that went into putting together these costume designs. Just the fact that you actually had yeah. some level. I, was, I, can, no, I can't get that out of my head. I mean, no. I mean, it's one thing to level a job to 60, and then you throw on the fact it's Paladin. I don't just, I, mm. oh, man. Ray That's... had to level that, too. That was not his favorite thing, I'll just say. <laughs> Definitely Everybody less of his favorite now. Oh, That's true. Oh, my goodness. Kudos. Props. There, 
That's it. I, I, I just like even though I've already <laughs> done it, I that I probably wouldn't do it. You you would probably have to find somebody else because I wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. It's yeah, I'm sorry. Problem. I really want to be a part, but that's I signed up for a play, not to level Paladin. <laughs> it's it's really a labor of love. You just have to keep your eyes on prize and just slog <laughs> I mean, through it. Think of think of, think of, think of it this way. Um, when somebody gets on like a sitcom in Hollywood or something and, you know, they have a great first season and then you get that producer who's just like, you got to go on the vegetable diet because we want you to be like, you know, Sam Winchester. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like a parallel concept. It's like, you know, you, you got a role, you need certain abilities to fit into that role and the team helps you achieve those. Yeah, that's a good analogy for it. Um, still. Sorry, I was going to pick up my cat because he was hovering around my feet, but he ran away. <laughs> well, how wanted now, to be on the show. Now, I keep saying everything fits perfectly because it, it was just so concise and everything did fit. Another thing that comes to mind is the music. Each scene, timing, um, kind of mood for it. Yeah, because it's not like they had the same music. Like, you couldn't have oh. the same music in Final Fantasy IX, so had to make it work. Yeah, what you had in your orchestrian. First of all, akin to leveling Pally, did you have to really hunt for orchestrian roles like that? I mean, how how did you select the um, the music for each scene, and who went about getting the orchestrian roles? So, getting the orchestrian roles was a joint effort. I had um, you know I help I had help from the board. I had a lot of help from Sudan, mm. and. Um, but a lot of it was sitting there and, and playing YouTube playthroughs of Final Fantasy IX and Canary, and then sitting at my orchestrian on my on my laptop in game, and while Canary's playing on on my desktop, playing random orchestrian tracks and really and envisioning the scene, thinking of the blocking, um, and being like, you know, what music really fits? We need music that doesn't you know overpower the scene. We need music that really underscores the scene. And one of the best and worst things was when there would be a patch and they would add new music and I would have to go through every single scene again. <laughs> go, Does this music fit better? And, um, but, uh, and it was the same with the light cues figuring out, you know, is it, is a three or a four more appropriate? And, you know, and, and figuring that out on my own during rehearsals and then not only all that, but then getting that in a PDF file finalized for the show and giving it to Sudan, who is running the orchestrian behind the stage and the house lights, and then to the people who are running the little spotlights that were floating above the stage. And it just, <laughs> oh my God. And, and that's what I wanted to ask. How did you, how did you guys deal with the cues? Because I know there's a lot, a lot off stage. And for some of the people, I didn't, I forgot where your positioning of the orchestrion was, but for the lighting, how did people, you know, because you're uh, some, I'm, I'm thinking that some of the views were obstructed and you couldn't tell maybe what scene was happening at the current time. So how, how did y'all cue everybody for the lights and the orchestrion? So um, we actually use Discord for that. Um, basically had everybody on uh, queued up on a Discord channel, including the actors. So that way we could, you know, um, we actually had a disconnect from one of the uh, one of the team during the show. And we were able to quickly call out and be like, you know, oh, I just disconnected. Okay, let's call hold, pause the show and um, 
we resolved it within a matter of minutes. Like it, it was almost as if it never happened. And so it's just that, you know, the, the real level of communication that you see cast and crew do at a real regional theater production, that's what we mirror. Um, the only difference is that we're over the internet. So um, we also we utilize link shell channel and uh, party chat. So if something happened with Discord or something only needed to go out in game to somebody, you know, we, we have the, the quickest and most appropriate way of communicating to them. Um, but other than that, just calling light and sound cues was just, you know, um, a lot of them would have lines that they would have highlighted in the script where it's like, when you see this in the chat log, you do this cue. Um, other cues that required vocalization for timing, um, they would just listen on Discord for me to say, you know, uh, light cue ready, light cue go, you know, that kind of thing. Mike, I've been going ham on questions. Uh, I'm not, dude. Like, I'm just still trying to process everything. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm going to move away. Because when you said cue, this actually reminded me of, of what my next question is. So I'd say that the only thing that was as impressive as the production of the show itself I was saying this for like weeks before the show started. I was like, how are they going to get the crowd to behave? <laughs> Cause you guys, you guys had like actual, like full on rules set on the website, you know, like, don't do this, mm -hmm. don't do that. Make sure you're dressed, you know, in a certain way. And I was like, I always like, whenever people are given rules, they just always, it's always that those people that are just like, I'm going to ruin this. And I was like, I got, I'm watching the crowd the whole time too. Like, okay. What are they doing? What are you wearing? What is what is he wearing? So just as impressive as the show, the crowd was, at least when I was there, very well-mannered, behaved with all the rules, and made, didn't interrupt the show at all. I did not think that was going to actually happen. Did you expect them to be that well-mannered? Well, part of me, I, I mean... It's an online game and we're just players. Yeah, we're, we're content creators. We, we're leading this thing, but we know that we don't have control over the audience. And I mean, Square Enix, even when, in, in, when, you, when you open your house for guest access, it has a little screen that says, you know, at your own risk, players can do whatever. Um, and so we're, one of the things that helped is we actually did get in contact with customer support. Uh, and we were like, you know, this, is, this might be a big thing. Uh, we do have concerns. What if something happens and somebody trolls the show? And I mean, like, you know, not not something where they're just, you know, replying an audience and people can blacklist if they don't want to hear it. But like, what if they're really, really interrupting this and a lot of players enjoyment is being interrupted and their general response was, you know, hey, get in touch with us and we'll be happy to help you if there's an interruption. Um, so, I mean, it was, I know, I know, I think the, the two GMs we spoke with said that they were going to talk to and remind their supervisor, but it's one of those things where it's just like, it's good reassurance, but it's also still in the hands of customer support. So it's that little bit of limbo where it's just like, we feel good that if something happened, we'd at least have recourse, but it might not be there. Um, then the other thing is uh, a lot of players in the community have commented uh, about this to me is that Final Fantasy XIV in particular seems to have, compared to other games, a really well-behaved community. Like, you know, the players that are coming to this, they're here for a reason. Um, some of them waited hours in line because there was a huge line. And, you know, they, they really wanted to, they came here to enjoy the show. They didn't come here because, oh, they're doing a silly thing on a server. Let's go mess with them. Um, and, you know, some people might have had that mindset where they're just like, this is probably going to be terrible. I want to be there to see them crash and burn, but maybe they wanted to be proven wrong. 
And, uh, you know, we hope that the community moving forward is just as cooperative and awesome as they've been so far. But, uh, you know, if something does happen in the future and we have an interruption, um, we always plan around it. We're always prepared for that. What if? So quick follow up to that. Did you have something to add, Zay? No, I just, well, I wanted to oh, shout out. I didn't, I didn't have the video in front of me, so I heard someone's mouth open. Like they were about to say something. I didn't know who it was, so I just. I was lied. just going to say, honestly, that I was really impressed and proud of all of our viewers because there wasn't anything really. Like I can't, I can't think of a single incident, even a small one, of people being disruptive or rude or anything like that. We actually had a single file line formed outside from, uh, I don't know if you know intimately the layout of the beds, but from the plot the theater was in 28, all the way up the hill to the market board, just a orderly single file line of people being respectful and waiting for kind of a long time because there was so many people. Um, we had a couple ushers out there just kind of like instructions saying, hey, you know, we're going to do another show and however long we're going to uh, form, you know, a line, things like that. And everyone just listened to them. It was really nice. This gives me hope for rating happy. And no, I, no, actually, there'll never be this nice and rage. No, 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 Sly, no, no. The last yes. time anybody lined up for anything in Final Fantasy XIV before Stage Reborn was when you had to line up to do level 15 quest in friggin' like Uldah and, and whatnot. <laughs> and that barely worked. They had bet Stage Reborn had a better single file line than that level 15 quest. Okay. I, I have to I have to say though. We had no plan. I making this very clear. We had no plan, no idea, no. We did not do the single file line thing. The community did that entirely by themselves. I remember being on voice chat, and one of the ushers mentioned somebody being like, "Somebody, you know, somebody cut in line and said that they have to log out soon. What should we do about people if they're cutting the line?" And I'm like, "What line?" <laughs> And I didn't even like, know about that. And they're just like, uh, you might want to come outside. And of course, it takes like 10 minutes to zone because there was hundreds of people out there. And I'm just like, who did this? And they're just like, <laughs> they just did it. I'm like, okay, go with it. Go with it. <laughs> I remember hearing that there were so many people in line that so many characters had been made that there was actually a character restriction, like new character restriction on Diablos because oh, of yeah, you a stage reborn. You uh, basically the, the week of the production, you, you pretty much you couldn't get onto Diabolos. So now we're, we're telling people if you want to go to productions, you know, you probably stick one all on there. It, the, the trial account, the entry account, the standard account, you, you get cross server alts like everywhere. So just just make one. Trust me, it's worth it. Yeah, I'll definitely second that idea. I was I'm somebody who tries to do things last minute. But in this case, I was like, nope, I am doing that as soon as they invited me. I am doing it now. Um, let's see. I, oh, I wanted to uh, follow up. So one of the big things is it wasn't so much also it was the crowd. It was also the number of people who showed up, which was which was crazy. Um, I just I don't know. I, I, not very often do you see talk and shout that actually has to do with productions or plays or any sort or anything that would let you know that anybody has interest in these kind of things in the community. It's just not a publicly spoken thing. Um, did you? There were people who just maybe also weren't necessarily interested in plays that still showed up, which was also crazy. Do you think that the Final Fantasy fourteen kind of helped bridge the gap between people who may and may not have been interested in plays or uh, or performing arts-type productions? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, they can attest for this as well. We've, we've had players that have come in and they're just like, you know, I don't do theater. I don't do arts. I just not interested in that kind of thing, but what you guys do, you know, it hooks them. And, and even in the real world, uh, like I was telling you before the show, you know, I talk with attorneys that I work with in internships and stuff. I, I, I talk with people from the law school about what I do with the stage reborn and they're not all arts types. A lot of them are, you know, they, maybe they work civil litigation or something. And I tell them about a stage reborn and they're just like, I'm going to go to your website. I'm going to watch your videos. And, uh, you know, it's, and 14 is such a great platform because it's allowed us to kind of bridge that gap uh, in bringing arts and gaming together. I think it worked well. I grew up with a lot of people who did performing arts. I was never much for it myself. So I went to a lot of plays. So, um, but this even still is being 14 for me, made it easier for even me to kind of give me, you know, I haven't watched a production in a long time. I'm a, I'm definitely go to this. I got to see this. Even if there's people that aren't interested in plays, there's still a lot of people that are huge Final Fantasy fans that just don't understand. I mean, kind of like you guys, just you just don't know how the, how we do it, and it's kind of an interesting novelty for people to try and like kind of wrap their head around. Like when we were dozing on the stage, for example, that was really cool for people. Well, okay, I say dozing, so that's what we were actually doing, but playing dead uh, back before that emote existed, and it just blew people's minds so they were kind of interested in it i think from like just a mechanic perspective too not just i, you know, I know i was like i said that blew my mind when i was like how are they gonna do how are they gonna do this like and then the guy falls over and i was like i knew exactly as soon as you see it you know exactly what's happening but yeah. to, but you didn't get there until you saw it pretty much or at least that's i didn't get there until i actually saw it happen that way so yeah i know i totally i totally get that <laughs> totally get that aspect of it Oh, man. Now, going back to uh, the crowds you were talking about a minute ago, um, you guys had a lot of attendance. So, uh, of course, you had to do extra showings. Um, how many extra showings did you have to do? And did you kind of uh, have a planned number of showings or did you play it by ear based on attendance or based on the crowd outside? That is... Uh... Oh, we, we, we played it by ear. Uh, Zay, do you remember exactly how many shows we did? I remember that we had a plan and we threw it out the window because there was way too many people that were there. We wanted to let as many people as possible see it. I think originally we were only planning for like one show each day with an optional encore. And we ended up doing like three, at least three shows each night, I believe. Mm. Just because there was the demand for it and it felt really crappy to just like lock the doors on people and say, too bad, so sad, you didn't get here early enough, you're not going to see the play. And I mean... we, were, we were so fortunate too that everybody on the team was able to stick around for extra shows. I mean, if one person would have said, oh, I can't make it, I have to do XYZ, then the whole show would have been, you know, done after however many shows we'd done. Yeah. That license. I remember leaving the first show and I was like, all right, I'm glad I'm not in that line because they're going to be here for a long time. <laughs> oh, man, it's crazy. And with that, uh, I kind of remember after one of the showings, um, because you did so many shows, uh, that there was a kind of a call for assistance from the commu um, to the community because you needed more meetings. Um, 
because you, you ran low because of all the showings. Um, just with with that, not only with that, but with the show to the show as well. How much help did you get from the community on Diabolos? I have a retainer completely full of fireworks right now. <laughs> so if we do Canary this, well, we we are we are doing Canary again this year, um, and if we do it again after that. And again, after that, I think I have enough fireworks for all of those, um, <laughs> possibly some more. But it's it's amazing because, you know, th this is something the community not only really enjoyed, but has shown that they they desire. We've had people, you know, I've, I have people who have made their main characters on another server, but they regularly log into their alt on Diabolos to check in, to hang out, to see how things are going, to see the new sets, you know, to help out where they can. You know, people really want to see things like this happen. And so, you know, people and I've, I've had even people contribute other kinds of fireworks being like, hey, you know, I have some extras of these in case you might use these in a future production. Here you go. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it, it's really, you know, the community collaborates on helping us because they really want to see this happen. Not even just fireworks, too. There's been. Uh, like when you were filming the trailer, you needed to get a bunch of people into the theater for uh, the Canary trailer. A bunch of people in the audience, it basically a shot-for-shot shot replica of a scene in Final Fantasy IX, and it was not hard. I don't think it was hard. It didn't seem like it was from how many people were there to get everybody yeah. there for it. Also, Kung Fu fighting. Mm. There was so many people up on the roof. Uh, I remember like asking people in my free company, uh, sending out shouts. And everybody was just excited to be a part of it, I think. Yeah. Uh, sorry for anyone who was watching. You heard or uh, heard some, some whispers there. Show up on screen, too. But that's fine. <laughs> sensitive because I actually have to capture the screen. Just apologies to anyone who heard those if it interrupted anything at all. So you wrapped up Canary some time ago. Uh, I know you mentioned... Uh, the worker earlier. Are there any other productions or anything you've been working on since then? We do have one project. It's uh, it's a little slow moving. It's a very long term project. It's uh, it's meteor, and uh, it's basically uh, going back to how we began doing a lot of these contests. We're basically taking a a talent idol competition format, and we are doing it not just across the server or the data center, but all of the data centers. Um, we had a community member translate our document into Japanese to help promote it to the Japanese community. We are going absolutely everywhere we can in game for this. And what we want to do is we're giving a, you know, it's going to be a very long sign up process because we want to get as many people involved as they want to be. And once we hit a certain number of people having signed up from a certain server, we're basically going to live stream an idle competition for that server. And, you know, people will get up and basically show off any creative talent they have, you know, sh show us the creative aspect of what you can put into this game, acting, voice acting, we're um, looking at letting people show art, that kind of thing. And, um, and ultimately, we're gonna, you know, move through all these servers, all these players, and get a, you know, finals, uh, semifinals, and finals. And the grand prize winner, a stage reborn, is paying for an entire year of the game for them. Um, wow, so, you know, <laughs> it's it's kind of a way to be like, you know, you can, you know, the it shows the importance of player ingenuity in the community, but it also rewards them for being like, you know, hey, 
playing a game is not just about getting a piece of equipment. It's about the community. It's about what you make it. And, uh, and you know, we want to encourage players everywhere. A year will definitely encourage. That's, yeah. that's a pretty, that's a pretty big thing to encourage. Are you plan on entering Mike? You're going to be creative? Look at me. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Eh, you never know. I get that legacy discount. I'd rather someone who doesn't get the legacy <laughs> discount win it because they they're going to save a lot more money than I am. Don't make a Geico. I saw your face, Sly. You wanted it. I know what you wanted. Um, so on top of that, I know you have some other things in the work. You actually made a teaser video on um, on the YouTube channel that uh, I'm going to pull up here in a second. I mean, just to go over what uh, the plans are, the exact title of it is A Stage Reborn Act 2 Year 2017 Teaser Part 1. So this isn't even the only teaser. Wonder, I, okay, I know what, I won't pry when the second teaser is. You know what? Oh, it's just, would, you, would it be okay if I showed everyone the teaser for 2017? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let me pull that up on the screen then. And uh, I'm going to shut up and uh, let them enjoy it.
Alrighty then. So that was a little bit of a, a preview. It says somebody in the chat demanded a, I play a part two. I didn't. I didn't see a part two. No. Uh, no part two yet. Um, summer maybe after Stormblood's release. Keep an eye. <laughs> yeah. So be patient, person asking for part two, please. <laughs> So um, the first production on that list is The Worker uh, by Walter Wikes. I believe mm-hmm. that's that's pronunciation yes. for Wikes there, yeah. I believe so. Um, and that's a non-Final Fantasy production. So um, would you like to just introduce it, talk about it a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I'll, uh, I can talk a little about it, but then I want to pass it off to Zay uh, since she's one of the directors heading up that project. Um, so... The Worker is a play that I have actually done in real life as an actual actor. I played man uh, back when I was volunteering for the community theater out in, uh, I lived in Nebraska for a couple of years. And um, it's a, it, it's a really, it's a fun play. And I thought that a lot of the themes in the play can be related to the kind of the weekend warrior that you, you see often in video games, especially, you know, on 14, you know, these people who they're, they're impacted by the economy, work is really stressful. And this play kind of uh, essentially has uh, the man who is working for uh, the company, quote unquote, and he's like the breadwinner and the company is giving him additional work and all this work and he's taking over all the departments. And the thing is, uh, if he falls behind, uh, they execute you. So it's it's way a, it's to get a, spoilers for my play. Thanks. Well, it's it, See, it's it's an important thing. Unlike about a it, really old game, I think a play is always has spoilers on. That. <laughs> but the the important thing, because I I got asked this question, you know, you're, it's not you know it comes up a lot. A lot of people are just like you know they they read the play and they're not quite sure you know why we chose that play or they read it and they're just you know they're curious about the selection. And just that that pressure that the economy and work can put on you, um, that that is something that we feel people might be able to relate to, especially since a lot of people that play games, they're just like, you know, getting on the game and enjoying it is their way of shutting out their nine to five and taking time to relax and enjoy things. Um, so, you know, we we hope that players can connect to it into that way and, and enjoy the play the same way that I have enjoyed it. Um, but Zay, if you want to take over and talk more about it. Yeah, I think that it might not have the like immediate built-in audience like doing something from a Final Fantasy in another Final Fantasy would have. But much like Sabaku was saying, there's a lot of people that once they give it a chance and once they hear more about it, I really think that they're going to relate to it. And it's really exciting to be doing something that's not just from a video game. Um, I, I can be a little bit more immersed in the role. There's less people on stage too. So I am able to do more actions when I'm not necessarily the person that is the focus of what's like, if I'm not talking, I can still emote. Uh, apparently this is called stage business. I just learned. Um, but with Canary, there was just so many moving pieces. I wasn't really able to do a lot when other people were acting because if I start moving, they're just going to look at me and they're not going to pay attention to what they're supposed to be doing. And with this, I can kind of like get more into the role, which is really nice for me. Um, instead of just kind of having to be like a little bit static, I can move around, I can say things, I can do things. Um, so that's been definitely a different thing. 
and uh, I think the last point too um, I wanted to make is uh, we want people to remember that you know we're not role players. We're not just doing in-game plays because it's fun content for us. You know, we we see ourselves as an equivalent, a, a, a new age parallel to regional theater. Like we we have an educational component. We teach people, you know, the parallels between, you know, how does doing this in game relate to real life? We've had people from Canary who, when Canary ended, they enrolled in an acting class and they applied concepts that we taught them in Canary to their acting class. And, you know, people are learning things about making a production through what we do. And so that's also the importance of bringing in regular theater, like the worker. It's, you know, it's that educational component that we want to stick to as well. I like it. I'm going. I'm going. Slide going. Looking forward to seeing you there. I'm looking forward to being awesome. there. I'm trying to think of some of the other plays I've seen that are... Eh, it's been many years. Many, many years. I'm looking forward to it all the same. Hi. 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 All right. Sly? Sly? I you got something to add? I don't know if I should, but I kind of wanted to ask because when I the I guess the last night of um, I want to be your canary, you had planned to release the um, um, was it the trailer that night? I don't think it was the trailer that night, but the information on Twitter about Maria and Draco, and this one is one I'm really looking forward to. Um, what was the thought process going into planning for Maria and Draco? What what how did you settle on Maria and Draco for your next, um, one of your next FF projects? Well, um, like I mentioned in the beginning, we, we do want to take pieces that are relevant to the community as well. Um, and just the, the idea of how are we gonna do a video game opera the way we do our plays? And it was just like, I want that challenge. We want that challenge. And uh, so, you know, we're, we're thinking of ideas of, you know, okay, well, do we do, do we do like sync tube or something to have music with it or, but we, we don't want to put too many instructions for the audience they have to follow. So maybe we do two projects and just all the, all the things that could come out of it. We were just like, we really have to do this. And also because it's such, you know, it's kind of like Canary. It's this little show that's kind of just thrown into one of the games and it has an important role. It has some funny things in it. You know, there's things involving Ultros and stuff. And uh, we're like, you know, look at the way we brought Canary to life. Look at how we can probably bring Maria and Draco to life. Let's do it. And so, you know, we are just like, all right, next big project. We got to get that done. I'm going to see that too, by the way. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, the Ultros part especially. That's, I mean... I noticed for Maria and Draco, since you since you brought it up, uh, talking about that with the scene like Ultras and whatnot, you also uh, provided some screenshots. I believe this is the Maria and Draco one that I'm about to place on the screen. So I noticed you moved it into the living room or the, or the, or the <laughs> entryway this time, the actual stage. Um, there's no other way to build that stage, is there? There's no other way to get exactly... Because that's, that's pretty accurate to... The original stage in a lot of ways yeah um well i mean i would argue that there's a million ways to build that stage you're uh, way more creative of... <laughs> than i am just... except except because we only see maybe one or two mm -hmm. but uh i mean that was 
one of the things is um, uh, some people brought up the idea of, you know, when we did Canary, you know, they they saw the vegetable boxes floating, hidden by the floating wall planters. And they're just like, you know, what's the point of that? I don't really. And then they saw how it was used as a balcony. And they're like, oh. And then I think a couple people mentioned to me, you know, have you ever thought of using the main floor? And I'm like, well, you got the stairs in the way. So, you know, while, while it has that balcony built into it, how are you going to deal with the stairs? So with troop stages and everything, I'm like, what if I just built the stage as the stairs? Um, especially if, if you watch the cutscenes in, in the Final Fantasy VI opera, Maria, during her aria, she's, she's going up these stairs, traveling up the tower. And so it's like, you know, having something available to climb like that is going to be really important to the show. So I'm like, okay, let me see if I can kind of build a castle using those stairs. And, uh, and that's what I ended up throwing together. Continue to impress. Just continue to impress. <laughs> that's all I can say. That's what I got. Oh, man. Um, Sly, did you want to take yet anything else? You were in the middle of something, and I just kind of took it over. Oh, no, you were fine. That was pretty much not what I wanted to know about. Um, like, all, like, in that trailer, all the projects, all mainly the worker and Maria and Draco, but the other projects, I, I don't even know where oh, to yeah, start. Man. The other projects we have the work we have a we have a picture of the worker stage two that was shown in the video right here. here i'll get it on screen there we go there we go perfect since you're already talking about it perfect transition sly i'll acknowledge it mid-show instead of after the show so it's awkward for everyone <laughs> thanks but there like there's a ton of projects through that trailer and that was the first time i've seen the trailer um it, it's for me it's just sensory overload I'm really looking forward to seeing every one of them. It has to be it has to be a crap ton of work though. Or, it is. Pretty meta I, that we're doing the worker. <laughs> that's more meta than I know I think you intended. Yeah. <laughs> the set for the worker is uh is a lot I mean, because it's not like trying to be a crazy fantasy world. It's mm -hmm. very it's very uh is there homely, I believe. Yeah, it's home. Is it homely or is it homey? It's not homey. It's homely. Is it? Is it homey? It feels kind of homey. Because homely is something different, isn't it? Yeah, I think it, it, homey maybe. Good. Yeah, I'm going with home. I'm. I'm. Go it's. It looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> looks comfortable. There you go. So what? I I just want to interject a question here. Um, how like what? How does it feel putting something together like this versus putting together something like? The Final Fantasy Nine production. <laughs> I love. I love thinking of the worker, like the actual worker, and they actually have a painting of Nanamo and Raubon in the real version of it. I'd love to imagine that. <laughs> Sid, <laughs> I love it. But uh, Zay, do you want to take over for that one? I'm. I'm sorry, you got distracted <laughs> on a tangent of homie, and then I lost. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> she was looking up the definitions. Uh. Doesn't that mean like plain or well, for for the worker matter? set? Um, we had a 
well, for one, it's it's in a medium. Oh, so right. Than, okay. Yeah. I've, I've caught up now. I've got <laughs> yeah. homie out of my head. Um, it's supposed to be kind of more like a sitcom and, and like a more intimate and close up kind of experience as opposed to going to like a like a regional theater and seeing a play. It We wanted you to feel different when you walked into the room than, than you did when you were walking into Maria and Draco or something like that. Um, and Sabaku, actually, you did a fantastic job on that. I must say we did a little bit of fighting on if it should yeah. be a smaller medium, but, um, but that got resolved and I think it looks fantastic. I think it's really interesting how you've used the, the white walls to like change the shape of the room entirely, um, but not so much that it feels really out of place. I think that was really well done. Just going to take the compliment. And that's, he's just nodding to himself. You guys, yep. you, you guys aren't seeing it's it right good. now. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. And that's, uh, it's actually, it's a, it's a funny thing. Cause a lot of people, they, they always see the end product and they never really, I mean, they, they ask kind of, you know, rhetorically, you know, wow, how do you do it? And I mean, there's times when like, like when we originally built it in a small and then Zay discussed the idea of bringing it to a medium. And I was just like, well, you know, we should probably try it in a small first. And, you know, if we move it to a medium, we have to make sure that we have a medium available and then changing all the furniture over can be a hassle. And, you know, what if we get there and the space doesn't work out? We already have a pretty solid thing uh, because we were going to use plot 29, which is also where a very large amount of people who came to Diabolus with alts plotted uh, plop their alts into plot 29's free company so it's like it's you know it's easy for people to get there because they're already there um so it, you know it might be more beneficial you know going to a medium might be uh just a marginal benefit and then so and so we went back and forth and we're just like really stuck on this issue of medium or small and um and it's i mean we and we really wanted to push this out before Stormblood because there's this content lull right now. And so, you know, that that's things that come up like that is, you know, arguing about which plot size to use. But, um, you know, the, the decision was really good. Um, and, you know, I was just like, you know, okay, well, we'll try it in a medium, but if I'm right, we'll go back to the small. And uh, it turns out, you know, going to the medium, it ended up not interfering because we were concerned about like audience seating and things and it didn't interfere with that. Um, so hopefully you guys enjoy the set as much as we do. Looks nice from here. We'll definitely enjoy it. Uh, Mike, did you like, dude, my brain is fried even trying to process <laughs> just the sheer amount of things that, is like the amount of work and 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 uh i feel yeah, i feel i feel inadequate right now so. <laughs> you realize i didn't put every single question i wanted to on the script i know you didn't yeah i know yeah. You i i could have i could have went on for about a good two or three hours with all the questions we had um but uh we've gotten to ask you a ton of questions some i didn't get a chance to ask but we won't he'll ask up. you privately later yeah probably um, is there anything you want to say to everyone who's looking forward to um, some of your productions this year? Yeah, um, well, definitely try and see them. We're going to try and broadcast everything on YouTube and Twitch as well. And I mean, just like check our website, keep in touch, figure out what's going on. You know, we're, we're always pushing for not just projects that we think 
that the community desires. A lot of what we do is responsive to the community. So if you want to see something, like make your voice heard, like get in, get 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 an army of you guys to just be like, do this play, please. And you know, if there's enough, we'll do it. Um, so you know, we're here to serve you. So take advantage of us. Sly, don't smile like that when he says that. Don't smile like that. Don't say it. Don't, don't the next words out of your mouth. I know what they are. Don't say it. No. No. How you doing? There no. you go. All right. No. Uh, Zay, did you did you have anything? I just feel incredibly blessed that I've been able to be a part of something like this, and it's it's fulfilled me in like emotionally in ways that I never expected a video game would. It it's become. <laughs> Like, honestly, one of the things I'm the most proud of that I've had a hand in recently, and I just want to thank everybody for their support, for coming to our shows, um, for sending me tells in Final Fantasy right before this uh, state of the realm, telling me not to panic. And just the, the support and the outpouring of love from the community really has been so rewarding, and I'm so grateful for that. And I really hope that it continues with our productions this year, that people still love what we do. But even if they didn't, I just love acting because I'm masochistic or insane or something. And I love sitting I there in rooms and running macros for days. I don't know that that's masochistic. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'd, I'd do it if no one even came to the shows. It, it's just really fun in and of itself, even though it's a lot of work. Well, I know we and pretty much most of chat appreciates everything you do, and we are definitely looking forward to uh, all the productions this year. Please look forward to it, chat. <laughs> Sly, I think we've used that more this episode than in many, many episodes. Yes. And you're not even saying please, and I'm still, as soon as I hear look forward to it, even in any other context, like, yeah, just. But again, thank ass. you so much for everything you do, for the content you give the community. It, like, Makes us wonder why we're complaining. There's nothing to do. It's like, no, there's plenty to do. You're just not doing there's it. There's plenty to do. <laughs> you just got to invent it yourself. Yeah. But thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, thank you again for joining us. Hopefully everyone in the chat enjoyed the Q&A. Even the chat got a few questions in here and again. Uh, and and uh, Skline, thank you for taking care of a lot of those questions in the chat. And also, I uh, just want you to know that uh, he's going to get fired as soon as you look over the chat, if you haven't been already. <laughs> Just, uh, <laughs> just uh, he's working on some projects here. If you want to know exactly what it is, just type exclamation mark Skline in the chat, and it'll give you a perfect representation of uh, of what he's been doing. For he or she, actually, we never established that at the beginning of the show. Just said Skline at the yeah, you're you're screwed. So yeah, you're screwed. Uh, but anyway, uh, real quick, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you out? We'll start with Wander. By the way, Wander, I very quickly wrote your name. I wrote Sebaku instead of Sabaku, and I'm going to apologize for that. Listen, I screwed up Ethis's name the first time he was on the show, all right? It's like tradition. I got I got Zay's right, though. I like uh, It's okay. But you couldn't say it. I mean, uh, come on. This has not been a pro I've I've had problems pronouncing <laughs> things for years now, Sly. That's nothing new. <laughs> Well, um, as far as finding out information and stuff, well, there is www.astagereborn.com, or you can look us up on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, 
um, I don't know, social media in general, just search for a stage reborn. It's our username everywhere. We have a Discord too. If anybody wanted to get hold of me, I'm on that Discord. There you go. Oh, well, Zay, why don't you tell them where they can they can find you at? Oh, you have the Discord. Uh, any any place else? Um, pretty much just Discord and online. But I basically I've, my Final Fantasy life is just as real as my real life. So you can you can find me on there. It's not that hard. Also, I have an alt on. Uh, I know Saba told me one day that I needed to get ready for Meteor, so I just made like 30 alts. So I'm on most servers, or at least most, I'm on every data center somewhere. We'll find, now, now I want, I would like, I would, I would like a scavenger hunt to begin at this point. Uh, just on every server, just try to find the Zay. Oh, find the Zays and the Saba. Or, um, there's Saba pretty much everywhere too. And Saba as well. Just... Just go to Lodestone and and search the character name Stage Reborn and have fun. Have fun. <laughs> Good luck. Then you have to try and pinpoint exactly where he logged off and see if you can find him when he logs in. There you go. I got I got to make it a little bit more exciting. There you go. Uh, but uh, anyway, Sly. I mean, they don't. No one cares about us. You and Nate, yeah, so. Yeah. But I guess you could tell them where I can find you. You can, you can find me on the internet. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great description. You can find yeah, me on the internet um, too. Yeah. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Sly AK Gray Fox, Instagram Sly AK Gray Fox 07, Twitter uh, at Sly the Fox, Facebook Sly AK Gray Fox, uh, YouTube um, backslash the Velvet Room. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Mike, what about you? I, I, mean, I mean, yeah, the internet. You, mean you could find me on the internet on a few places yeah. Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube. Mr. Happy127 for all of them. YouTube has some additional search parameters you could find me under, but uh, we've yeah. left we've left those days behind us, I believe. Sly, uh, but anyway, thank you so much for joining us for the show. I almost got all the transitions right, minus a few there at the end. But uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling proud. Hopefully, the production was was good enough. Yeah, 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 it's it's not on a level of a stage reborn. I thought you were just gonna say it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just gonna say, ah, it's not. Don't even ask. Don't even ask. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. And uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, be sure to check the description so you can find uh, the website, any of the videos, the YouTube channel, all the you know, all the stuff that they mentioned. I'll be sure to include that there as well. Uh, but anyway, we're gonna move on over into post show. So thank you everyone for joining us. We'll see you next week where we will be talking about the live letter that is happening this Friday at a somewhat reasonable time of 5 a.m. Pacific, 8 to 8 a.m. Eastern. So, uh, I don't know. That's like 9 p.m. in Japan. I'm surprised they're doing it so late. Oh, but uh, thank you so much for doing it that late. <laughs> That's all I can say. So, anyway, we'll see you next week. Uh, thank you for coming by. Until then, take care. See you next week. <laughs>